Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, Ali, Emily, and I were asked to share this morning on our favorite Jesus moments, and we decided to all talk on our favorite moments with Jesus in regard to him having alone time with God praying and what um, what scripture speaks to us individually on that and how we can relate to that. So for me, I'm going to be reading Matthew 14, 22 through 23. Um, and leading up to that, Jesus has just fed the 5,000. Um, and in verse 22, um, it says, immediately he made the disciples get out, get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. And I really appreciate this scripture. I made a big note about it in my Bible as soon as I read it because, um, like, Jesus had so much going on in his life, but he was so intentional about getting alone time with God still. Like, I I joke with Emily and Allie, like, I'm sure a lot of people don't hike in the middle of the night, but Jesus was going up to the mountaintop to make sure that he had that alone space with God to just be really intentional in his prayer time and not be distracted by anyone or anything going on. And I can relate to that and really feel that I'm experiencing that scripture when I work really early in the morning, because typically at work, I'm working at 5.30 or 6 a.m. at the hospital. And so I like to get up extra early and leave the house around 4.30 and just spend like 30 to 45 minutes just praying in my car in the parking lot at work before I start and I really feel like that sets the tone for my day and I really feel this sense of intimacy and connection with uh, with God that I'm sure that Jesus relates to and I can really appreciate that time that there's no distraction from things that have already happened in my day or things that are going to happen but I can just sit with God and talk with him and have that intentional time without distraction. Yeah. And, um, I listening to Kayla, I really like that being in solitude means different things or can mean different things for each one of us. Like for Kayla, like she mentioned, it's in her car, um, by herself. And then for me, I have a journal and all I need is my journal and worship music blasting in my headphones. And I could be in the middle of a crowded place but it feels like I'm by myself. Um, so I, I always really appreciate that solitude and prayer looks different mm-hmm. for different people. So one of my favorite Jesus moments when going off to pray by himself is in Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 16. And it says, One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them whom he also designated apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who is called the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And what really stands out to me in this passage, which it can be really easy to kind of just skim over, um, but Jesus spent the night praying, like, he didn't sleep that night. He just spent the whole night talking to God because he knew that choosing his apostles was going to be a huge decision. And it was going to have like that decision was going to have a huge impact on their lives. And so he wanted to make sure that um, 
he was making the right choice. And so he went to God for guidance on that. And I can relate to that um, because when I am facing a major life decision, I tend to not seek advice from other people as much, but I will spend a lot of time in prayer about it. And like pretty much when I do voice a choice, a decision that I'm up against like to other people, it's pretty much because I've already made my decision based on my conversations with God. Um, And I'm just looking for further people, for people to like further validate that. Like example, when I decided to choose, when I decided to stay in Vermont after I graduated to take over the campus ministry, that had been like a three to four month conversation of like me daily praying in my prayer journal, being like, God, where do you want me to go? Like what, just guide me here. And then I really didn't voice that to people until after um, I had kind of already decided. And I was like, yeah, this is just what I'm going to do. Deal with it. And, um, and yeah, I, so I just really appreciate that God or that Jesus also went to God for, um, guidance and his biggest decisions and so now Allie is going to share her favorite passage yeah can you guys hear me okay okay awesome Uh, I'm going to read from Mark 14 Uh, we all know this story but I'm going to start in verses 32 and then I'm going to go down through 36 it says then they went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples sit down here until I have prayed And he took Peter and James and John with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled, extremely anguished at the prospect of what was to come. And he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved and overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. After going a little farther, so he took his time and separated himself from the others, he fell to the ground, distressed by the weight of his spiritual burden, and began to pray that if it were possible in the Father's will, the hour of suffering and death for the sins of mankind might be passed from him. And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup of judgment away from me, but not as I will, but what you will. Um, and after reading this, it, it just reminds me that Jesus was human. <laughs> and sometimes I need a reminder on that. He was absolutely human. He felt things like us. He he thought things like us. He had likes and dislikes. He knew laughter and joy and pain and fear. He was human. Um, and yet always chose God over everything else. And that's why this is a favorite Jesus moment for me. Because as a man, the line couldn't have seemed very clear. And I'll explain a little bit about that. So I was in South America recently. Most of you know that. <laughs> uh, and on my way to church one evening, a gun ended up being pointed at my head. And the streets were chaotic at the time. People were running around. The military was closing in. And the soldier held up his gun and he told me that I couldn't go any further, that I had to turn around and go back. And so in the moment, I mean, I wanted to hide. (laughs) I wanted to run. I wanted to find a safe place to hide. The church was gathering to pray for the state of the country. There was a lot going on at the time. But surely God would understand why I couldn't make it this time was my, my thought process, right? Surely he would understand why I couldn't make it, why I couldn't go. And that's when I realized that I had a choice. I could renounce God or I could renounce myself. And you know what? I'm really grateful for that gun because it made the line extremely clear that I could either follow my fear or I could follow my God. And when I looked at it like that, I mean, the choice was very easy to make when it's that clear, when the distinction is very different. But it's in my everyday life when that line gets blurred that it's 
when it's difficult to see who I'm choosing, God or me, that I find myself oblivious to the fact that I've chosen temporary over permanent, earthly over sovereign me over him. Uh, and I'll be honest, there were times where I wished that the God would just come back with a voice saying, choose, you know, you or God, because then, then the choice would be very clear again. It would be a very easy choice. Um, but now here in Mark, we see Jesus praying alone to his father, distressed not over the physical danger or pain, not over the cross, but over the spiritual burden he would have to carry. And Luke 22 describes this burden as the divine wrath of God. I mean, Jesus was, he was human. He was the son of our almighty God and he was human. So he saw the world from our eyes too. And I can't help but imagine that the line must have been blurry for him as well. Surely God could try something else. Surely God would understand if he called thousands of angels to stop this, try another tactic. The line mustn't have been clear. And yet he still chose God's will, chose to take the full divine wrath of God on himself so that we could live. And so when that line is blurred, when we're tired, when life is busy, when we're insecure, when we're hurting, when it doesn't seem like a big deal to skip church or keep our mouths shut and not share our faith, when the choice isn't so distinct, are we still willing to search for and choose Christ over ourselves? Are we still willing to carry our cross? Because in the same way that Jesus turns that symbol of death into one of new life, I know that one day when I lay my cross at his feet, he's going to do the same thing all over again. Um, now we're going to pray for communion. Lord God Almighty, uh, we come before you in the name of Jesus, so grateful and humbled to have been made in your image. God, to be human, to experience life um, and to have you in it with us. God, I'm so grateful for what you did. I'm grateful for Jesus and the time he took in every situation, whether it was in joy or pain or discomfort or or confusion. He went straight to you and no one else. He took the time to separate himself from the world and stay rooted in you, God. And I pray that we can do the same, uh, that we take this to heart, that we that we continue to try and grow deeper into your word, into, into being rooted into who you are, so that we can take the time to separate ourselves from the world, to remember to be set apart, and remember that your sacrifice gave us something so much more beautiful than this world could ever offer. I love you, and in your son's holy name I pray, amen.